0: hello there you're listening to the watson's daily podcast with me peter watson on wednesday the 26th of january i'm joined today by ines pinheiro who is a watson's daily ambassador hi there ines how are you doing today
1: hello peter i'm doing well thanks how are you
0: uh all good here um so Which story um, did you find most interesting in today's edition of Watson's Daily?
1: So today I thought the topic about electric vehicles and charging points in respect of costs was mm-hmm. actually quite interesting mm-hmm. um, I will explain why in a second. <laughs> yeah. So um, this is a Daily Telegraph article that says electric cars owners endure postcode lottery on charging points. Yeah. Um, it highlights that electric car drivers currently face huge difference in prices when it comes to the cost of charging their vehicles. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to research conducted on behalf of British Gas. Yep. And the study shows that owners in the west of England have to pay three times more mm-hmm. the amount that others have to pay at mm. public charging points. Yep. Um, so the issue is the lack of charging points is driving uh, prices up. Mm-hmm. There are not enough charging points compared to the demand. And just to illustrate the severity of this issue, to put things into context, the, the reason mm-hmm. why I thought this was interesting is because last Sunday, I was with my boyfriend and my boyfriend's brother. We were driving to their parents' home and yep. they, they have an electric car. Mm-hmm. And I was start guys, why is the car so cold? And they were like, oh, we can't use the heater because we can't find, we can't find charging points. And so we haven't been able to charge the car and we don't know if we're going to be able to charge it tonight. So we can't use the heater in the car. And I was like, all right, okay. And they were basically saying that they're spending Hours trying to find uh, for a charging point, and this is in central London. Yeah. Um, so we have seen measures like, for example, the the, the government scheme that it's trying to to help uh, electric vehicle owners not to pay um, the congestion charge, for example. And I just wonder, all these uh, measures and initiatives are, are great, but when you mm-hmm. have issues like this, like you can't find charging points, and then when you do, you have to pay the amount that you would in a public charging point then you know these are significant issues and so the implications of this is well we know that the decarbonization of transport it's key to achieve a, near, a net, net zero economy mm-hmm. but concerns about um vehicles charging points it's one of the the greatest barriers to the adoption of electric vehicles and high costs and the disparity of costs in different areas is not going to help at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And this article um, explains that the Competition and Markets Authority estimates the UK will not be prepared ahead of a ban on the sales of new petrol and diesel cars yeah. in 2030. So, mm-hmm. this is how how bad this is. And the reason, essentially, is that the availability and reliability of the public charging network continues to be a major issue to the ledger vehicle adoption, essentially. Mm. And of course, the competition regulator, well, it it warns the the UK must vastly expand charging infrastructure before a ban on petrol and diesel cars um, Mm. goes ahead. And you know, we, we see that, for example, this article also highlights facts that the government's plan to decarbonize transport, the, the actual report that they released not long ago. It's uh, it's lacking detail on the specific steps needed to achieve, um, you know, in, in order to achieve this goal to ban petrol and diesel vehicles and mm. electrify the railways and promote more cycling and walking. So yeah.
0: these
1: are real concerns. But of course, you know, if you see like in the short t- in the short term, you do see initiatives like, for example, uh, there is a 950 million fund that's been set up uh, yeah. to to build charging points at motorway and and save it service stations. Mm. And uh, I believe it was last Thursday, Shell announced a plan to install. I think it was up to 100 charging points at. Mm some i think it was uh, 100 weight row stores yeah that's set up to be uh, completed in by 2025 mm-hmm. and of course you see these these are short-term initiatives but i i mm-hmm. think in order to to perhaps mitigate risks um they are developing in this sector mm-hmm. and to innovate this area and to encourage people to adopt uh, and, and buy electric vehicles there needs to be a, a you know conjunction work, I think, in this area, not just mm. uh you know, incentives from the government, but I think uh, other companies that are, you know, experienced in this field must also um use their creativity and innovation to uh, work together. So for mm. example, um batteries that last longer mm. would be one of the incentives that could perhaps perhaps help uh, develop this space and Mm -hmm. also infrastructure work, which calls for investment and Mm -hmm. an effective national strategy from the government. So it's not all negative. So, for example, uh, on Monday, we saw that um, British Vault, the company, uh, it's building the UK's, UK's first ever gig factory, something about, you know, equivalent to 50 football pitches or something, is huge. Mm. And it's got plans of produce the first batteries that are likely to be used in Lotus new generation of sports cars, for example. Mm. And it also has plans to develop its first battery for commercial production. So Mm -hmm. these are great projects. So if we can have companies like British Vault, for example, develop, for example, batteries last longer Mm. or innovative solutions that could work together with uh, governmental projects, Mm. Perhaps this could translate into a solution for the long-term development of mm. this of this area. Yeah, and I thought you had really good insights about this, Peter. What what why don't you let us know more about it?
0: Well, I mean, I think. Well, first of all, it's it's a very interesting, um, you know, it's a really very interesting area, um, as as we all know. Um, secondly, I'm sorry that you were. You felt cold <laughs> on your, it on was your trip. Sorry, well, actually quite cold. <laughs> so, you know, uh, so extra jumper required. Um yes. the but I do think that um in in my opinion, um I I kind of feel that battery companies should maybe if they can, I mean obviously I'm not a technician here, but you know, if they can, they should rather than um concentrate on the the um range of the battery so you know recently we had as you say you know we had the uh, uh, mercedes saying that they uh, managed to do a, a thousand kilometer battery yeah i think rather than that i think that they need to if they can concentrate what's i think more important would be to shorten the charging time now the reason why I say that is because I think if everyone was driving a thousand kilometer battery, um, then no one would be filling up, as it were, um, for long periods of time. So, yeah. actually, a lot of garages now would just become pretty much, well, they wouldn't be able to do much business, would they? Because people yeah. don't come in. Um, and so Conversely, if you could actually try to um, build uh, you know, batteries that can—I well, mean, in an ideal world—charge up in five minutes, five minutes or that something, be great. Which, which is something that, or at least a decent charge in five minutes, I think that that would be better. Because, you know, it's about that. So it's about five minutes, I would have thought. You know, you, all in all, from going to a garage, you know, driving in, getting out, you know, doing doing the stuff, it's kind of five to ten minutes. Yeah. If it could be the same with electronic vehicle, electric vehicles, that would be great. Because then you could keep the number of garages that you've got um, yeah. and convert them, you know, to have more electric vehicles. And I actually think that the way that... Um, garages are laid out at the moment it seems to me to be really inefficient because there's a lot of space for not actually that many you know uh, petrol pumps so you know why couldn't wouldn't it be better to have you could have like cars in a lineup you know they could be parked all in a line um, with all these these um you know i'm trying to think if i can try and paint them say so you paint them all in a line they're all facing forward let's say um and then in front of that you could have adverts you know like big screens like adverts and stuff you know that could that could earn the um, garage's money um also the fact that you're you know there's nothing you can do um while you're um filling up you know you just yeah. put the thing in and and, and even that you know you, you don't have to stand there and hold it that's the thing isn't it you, you exactly. don't you know you with a with a petrol car you're standing there you're holding the thing so that you're letting the petrol into the car whereas when you're charging electric vehicle you don't have to stand there you know holding the thing you can walk you can wander off mm-hmm. um and so that is something again another other potential revenue generative Opportunities,
1: yeah, and it will be good for like the coffee shops and yeah, little weight rows, little MS shops, yeah. off license shops that are usually these yeah. places because it will also even give people the like a more enjoyable experience because you yeah. can just leave the cart there for a few minutes mm. and then go get, get coffee, check your phone. Yeah, you know and then just go back and yeah yeah, I think it'll be way nicer that way
0: Mm. so I mean I think that that's really um you know that I don't know whether how possible that is you know is it more realistic to have batteries that are longer you know that that are that have a lot bigger range or is it more realistic to get them charged quicker but now I mean I'm kind of assuming that it's well either way is very difficult but with current technology um it just seems that lithium-ion is very unstable and this is why last year for instance we had um chevy bolts so general motors owns chevrolet and chevrolet that chevrolet do something called the bolts which is that one of their electric vehicles and it had to recall all of these because of a fault in the battery um and uh the the interesting thing there is that uh actually it's about the, from the company that i'm going to talk about in a minute but mm-hmm. um you, you know they they burst into flame not all of them yeah. obviously um but um but you know there was there was that possibility so yeah. if that's happening with existing technology you do wonder whether you know is it possible will we be hitting the upper limits of you know, fire risk explosion risk or or not um, and that but then then again that begs the question of you know what happens when um technology changes i mean there's there's lots of alternatives and i, I from what i you know can understand one of the you know one of the ones that is like the holy grail of of, of car batteries is um being able to de- develop solid state batteries mm-hmm. which are much more stable they don't you know they don't have liquid they're not i don't think they're liquid based um and therefore you know they don't heat up you know that sort of as yeah they don't heat up like um lithium ion um if but the problem with those is is they're more efficient as well so basically in every way they're better but the problem is is um being able to make enough of them at scale um for low enough prices to to be you know to to be worth it so that's that's yeah. a problem so there's lots of different problems wrapped up in this whole thing um but you know i, I guess sort of concluding i mean i would say that uh, the current situation is we don't have enough charges um lots you know we hear lots about batch uh like battery manufacturers like you know british vault and stuff and that's all good um and we do see petrol companies like shell like bp buying up these um uh, you know charging network companies but yeah. ultimately i reckon if you possibly could if you could have if you could shorten the charging times that would save the existing garage you know petrol forecourt network um and mean that it will be viable for a longer time whereas if you if you just concentrated on making batteries with huge um uh, with, with huge ranges um you know, you're 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 basically going I think that the um charging networks that you build up in between now and say the next ten years, they will become obsolete. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's completely true, I think. And what what's interesting as well is this this, this is not just a problem. There's been Experience in the UK, you see, some of this being experienced in other countries as well. They are undergoing the same type of developments yeah. and changes. And it will be really cool to see a company like, for example, which is Vol develops mm. here because it will put the UK at the forefront of this type of development, which will be mm. really, really good um, mm. in the future. But we'll have to wait and see. Mm.
0: Absolutely absolutely. So there we go. Um an ongoing very exciting story on that that front. Um Yeah for, and you your story is also,
1: also quite related Peter.
0: Well indeed yes because I'm pretty sure that it's uh, this LG so LG right which stands for Lucky Gold Star. Uh LG the big um south uh South Korean I almost said South African. Um, south <laughs> Korean um South Korean um electronics giant. Um, you know, it has this company um, which has now done a separate IPO called um, LG uh, 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 LG Energy Solution. Um, it had a, a very successful IPO last week. Um, it is. It was the south korea's biggest ever ipo um and clearly it's in a very growth area now obviously um you know negative news on the whole chevrolet bolt thing because they did yeah. actually in the end uh it must have been a real shocker because actually lg um did pay up in the end they so they paid for the recall um of the chevrolet bolts which must mm. have cost a lot of money anyway yeah. so um so that aside um i think that this is interesting the the um the fact that they are you know they 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 obviously getting more money as a result of this um uh, ipo um and they want to take on the likes of china's cattle i think that's how you'd say it catl um and uh you know i mean there's a big there's a big uh, difference between the two companies i mean for instance last week at uh, last week's ipos there was a, a sort of implied valuation of 59 billion dollars um for the south korean firm um, versus uh, the chinese uh, the the chinese firm um, which is worth about 200 billion dollars so you can see it's a bit of a david versus goliath situation yeah. um but generally speaking in terms of um uh, you know who who makes the most batteries and stuff you've got south korea china and japan you know they they pretty much got a stranglehold on um on on uh, battery supply mm-hmm. um but the problem is is that um well the problem from cattle's perspective is they're having problems shipping or you know supplying um companies outside China because of the ongoing US versus China trading, you know, nightmare that's going on yeah. at the moment. So there's there's that. Um uh whereas conversely um, LG Energy Solution will argue that they can take advantage of this and make sure that, um, you know, they put their batteries in, Yeah, you know, they can supply their batteries yes. to, around the world. So it may be the case that you end up getting cattle essentially being domestic um, and LG being uh, you know, supplying the rest of the world. Now, I mean, I, I know it won't be quite. I'm sure it won't be quite like that, but maybe that is something. That is something that um, uh, LG could could certainly go for. I would have thought.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I, what I think is concerning there is essentially well the ongoing tensions between U.S. and China. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, you see that these South Korea company, LG Energy Solutions, I mean, it, mm. it, it's been valued. Uh, 59 billion dollars which is <laughs> a lot of money compared to, to the Chin, chinese company mm. and that's that, that's an advantage for for sure which will draw lots of attention so and they then, sorry
0: that the lg camp that is 59 billion, 59 billion whereas whereas c- cattle is 200 billion
1: billion right yeah. yes sorry and, and so in in respect to that mm. uh that would that would draw lots of attention mm. um but this uh, U.S. tension situation is what poses a risk here, I believe. And it will mm. be interesting to see how, how it works out. But it's also a space for to, for them to show how innovative they are in this space mm. and to see what they can produce. Again, it ties in what we were discussing before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you mentioned something really interesting previously in your call because, you said that, well, the materials that are used to develop this, mm-hmm. uh, batteries, um, for example, so South Korea, and Japan take these materials from, from China. Yeah. And then what's going to happen there in terms of retaliation? Because if South Korea uses the, the, the opportunity to perhaps mm. build better relationships with the US and the world, mm. perhaps China can um, you know, come back in a different way. What, mm. what do you think, Peter?
0: Um, it's very difficult right now. Um, you know China I think China holds all the cards you know they've Mm. got the control you know over the years they've been been investing in in various mines and stuff around the world ensuring that they have better um, supplies of lithium and um, cobalt and all that all those kinds of ingredients so they do have a very strong hold on these kinds of things Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that it's just up to South Korea to try to do what it can to wean itself off reliance on China for um, ingredients for such, uh, you know, for batteries and things um, to ensure that it can supply everywhere else. And th- this is the thing is that actually the profitability of LG energy solution is not as good as um, cattle because cattle gets quite a lot of help because A, it's got... Um, it, It's got relatively easy access to raw materials. It also gets subsidised a lot by the government. Mm -hmm. uh, And also their the labour costs are cheaper as well. Yes. So so to actually fight against that may be difficult. However, if they might maybe it could be that their margins may be not so high as cattle um, for those reasons, but they might get the volume from supplying lots of different countries rather than say cattle just supplying China
1: yes no i i totally see that um how that could play out in the future Mm. um it's just so interesting everything that's going on in this in this industry actually and Mm -hmm. and how much it calls for innovation and for companies to kind of work together as well to create solutions because as you mentioned before uh i i I suppose the underlying principle uh, of this is well essentially sustainability Mm. because we need to reach a green economy and then Uh, what's the point in developing all these batteries if, you know, in the future the cars are going to be burning?
0: Yeah, yeah. well, yes, exactly. All these
1: exactly. And, things, and, and we know that these fumes are really toxic, and of mm. course, I mean, you, I think the percentage of cars that burn um, related to electric batteries are not the same mm. as the cars that no. use diesel, and of course, I mean, we know that, but mm. it, it will be really good to develop these projects with that in mm. mind, to try and but- reduce the risk and protect lives as well
0: exactly and and i'm sure that actually your fellow uh watson's daily ambassador duncan Balcon, who is a <laughs> fireman <laughs> oh, he's a firefighter will heartily agree with you because yes. because um putting out a fire of an electric vehicle is an absolute nightmare yeah uh in terms of it it takes ages to do yeah it requires a lot of people to do it um and yeah so it's yes if you have more you know more people buy more electric cars equals more chance that there will be more more fires um so you know it is something that obviously it's at so, the back of people's minds at the moment but it doesn't matter yeah. so much because the fact that there aren't so many of these vehicles on the road but once they become really mainstream that may become a, a, a you know an actual problem so, exactly, you
1: know, and then if you if you just think about the environmental issues that we've experienced, for example, in countries like Australia with all the fires, or California, mm. for example, mm-hmm. with all the fires, if you add you know electric vehicle fi- fires on top of that, it is a real burden for fi- fires. Mm. You know, it's 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 for the environment as well. Mm. Um, so the implications of that is something that these big companies will have to have in mind when developing these possible solutions but uh, I think this is incredible what's happening in this space uh, there is so much going on here and we will continue to see uh, more developments in this area which I think is great because it, it not only uh, fuels opportunities for like business development but you know it's it's something that encourages uh, sustainable practices as well mm. um, and I think you know even good corporate governance so uh, let's let's see what happens in in this area.
0: indeed. So there we go. Um on that note, uh, I think we're gonna have to wrap it up for today's podcast.. Um... But um, some very interesting uh, insights there. So thank you very much indeed, uh, Ines, for all that. And of course, your your personal anecdote uh, <laughs> was, 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 you know... Um, keeping yeah, it real, keeping it exa- real. Keeping Keep it real, it- absolutely. Um, and yes, you know, as always, thank you very much for uh, listeners to support this podcast. Um, just to say today... Um, I've made uh, a, an announcement um, for that, for those of you who do subscribe, hopefully you've seen it, but um, with, um, with commercial law Academy. So um, I- anyone who uh, is a uh, subscriber of Watson's daily if you're not already, um, uh, subscribe to Commercial Law Academy, um, then you can, uh, you know, there is an offer for you. So uh, if you look, you know, you'll you'll see that in the email. Uh, the other thing as well is I just wanted to highlight again for, for people who um, who read uh, Watsons Daily, I have now uh, managed to I've uploaded all of last year's uh, monthly reports, so January to December, um, the full length report. So what's happened is I recently published the annual you know the uh, watson's yearly um that goes through you know it's a review of last year preview of this year themes and also uh, g20 all stuff on g20 and it's going to be it is being um, updated all the time this report so it's different to anything else because it is updated constantly but um the difference now uh, i've added an extra thing to it so when you get to the um you know the summary of the of, of let's say January 2021, there is now a link, and you can hit the link, and that will take you to the full version um, of what happened that month. So it just adds an extra layer for you. Um, and get again gives you more understanding of what happened last year. But yeah, anyway. and I
1: think it's really good, especially during this period, because people are kind of trying to prepare for interviews. So that's a mm. quick way to refresh your, you know, knowledge of commercial issues. So yeah. just go and have a look.
0: Yes, absolutely. And and actually, I would say it's not again not just for interview uh, practice. I think anyone who wants to try to gain this knowledge quickly. That is a very good way of doing mm-hmm. it, you know, because you could if you if you read all about sort of last year, how it all panned out, what the main themes were, um, that will give you a much better understanding and framework of what's happening now. So, you know, don't think that oh, I don't need it because actually, you, you know, yes, you probably do. you probably do because <laughs> yeah. it will help you to understand what's going on now um, better. So uh yeah. But anyway, thank you very much indeed. Um I will uh, let you go there, but thank you. We will both be back tomorrow and um, discussing Yay. more stuff. And uh <laughs> and <laughs> and uh anyway, yes, yeah, so see you tomorrow. Many see you thanks. tomorrow. Bye. Bye.